Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We um, want to continue our message on labor to be blessed. Labor to be blessed. Proverbs 23 and verse 4. Proverbs 23 verse 4. It says, labor not to be rich. Seize from thine own wisdom. Labor not to be rich. Don't fight to be rich. Don't Exalt yourself to be rich. Don't put your energy and your aim and your goal into making yourself rich. This is the Bible. This is what the Bible is teaching us. It says, labor not to be rich. That means don't work to, with the goal to be rich. Don't work, don't spend your energy, don't spend your strength with a goal to be rich. And it says, seize from thine own wisdom. Stop thinking like that. That riches comes by laboring. Riches come by laboring. Seize from that understanding. Seize from that thinking. And the next verse, it says, Will thou set... Are you okay? 23, verse 5. It says, Will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not... That means, would you focus on something that is not there? You see, the reason why you are focusing your eyes on riches is you think it is there. You think it is there. But the Bible is asking, if you knew it wasn't there, would you focus your eyes on that? Would that be your focus? Would that be something that you concentrate on? It says, would thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. That is what riches are. So, do not set your strength upon riches. Don't set your energy upon riches. Don't look upon riches as something that you have to put in all your efforts to. That is not how you are going to be rich. Amen. I said that is not how you are going to be rich. Hallelujah. The way you are going to be rich, the Bible teaches us in Proverbs 10, 22. The Bible says, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. The blessing of God. When God blesses you, then you will be rich. So that is what your laboring should be in. Laboring to be blessed. Hallelujah. If you labor for blessing, then you will be rich. Amen. Labor to be blessed. Wonderful. And so last time we were sharing about the things that we need to labor in for a blessing. What are some of the things that we ought to labor in? What do we need to do? In other words, what are the things we must labor in to cause blessings upon our lives? Amen. And the first one we shared was labor for the blessings of a constant and a faithful tight payer. Labor for the blessings of a constant and a faithful tithe payer. 
Hallelujah. Labor for that blessing. Labor that you'll be faithful with your tithe. Labor that you'll be faithful in pain of your tithe. And that God will bless you. Amen. We read in the book of Malachi and we realize that it is God who rebukes the devourer from your life. Do you understand? You realize in Malachi that there is not much that God has added to you. God has not added, even God has not raised your salary yet. He has not increased your salary or he has not moved you from one job to a higher paying job yet. But he will rebuke the devourer. The devourer for your sake. He says he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. That means God will remove the devourers which consume your earning. The devourers which eat your earning. Amen. Amen. There are devourers which consume our earning. And God will remove them from your life. Amen. Amen. God will remove them from your life. He has not added anything. But just removing the devourers from your life. People will see in the book of Malachi, he said that they will see that you are the delightsome land. You are blessed. All nations will see that you are blessed just because the Lord has removed the devourers from your life. Amen. Amen. It's a great blessing. He says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. May the devourers that are in your life be rebuked for your sakes. For your sakes. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Today, I want us to share on labor for the blessings of those who serve God. Labor for the blessings of those who serve God. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 13. We can read from the New Living Translation. Labor for the blessings of those who serve God. Hallelujah. Labor for the blessings of those who serve God. Is it a good Thing to labor for. Labor for the blessings of those who serve God. Amen. Labor for the blessings of those who serve God. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 13. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 13. Are you there? What are we going to labor for? The blessings of those who serve God. There's a blessing in serving God. I said, there is a blessing in serving God. Malachi chapter, you know, before we do that, why don't we look at our scripture of the week? Have we looked at our scripture of the week? And you didn't tell me. The scripture of the week, quickly, let's interject and look at the scripture of the week quickly. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Very familiar scripture, very powerful scripture. It is a description of the word of God. It is a concise description of the word of God. Let us read it. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. 1, 2, 3, go. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the deciding ascender of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. What a powerful scripture. Wow, that is the word of God. That is the word of God. It says, it is quick and powerful. The word of God is quick and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. That means the word of God, you can't hide from it. 
it's like a two-edged sword and it's even sharper than any two-edged sword and it has the ability to discern between to separate the soul and the spirit it is very difficult to separate the soul and the spirit but the word of god is able to do that amen and it's able to separate the joints from the marrow amen and it says it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of your heart. That means what is on your mind. You see, that is why sometimes you come to church and then we are sharing the word and you think that someone has told the pastor about your story. That is the, the word. It descends your thoughts. So sometimes you are thinking something and then the word comes in that direction. And then you are... Ah, as if you did, did I speak aloud? Did I say something aloud? Do you understand? It's the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Let us read it one more time. One, two, three, go. Hebrews 4.12. Is it powerful? Do you want to try it? Let us try it. Let us try it. Take it off quickly. Quickly. Take it off. And let us try it. I know you receive it very late. But it's a blessing. Let us try it. One, two, three. Go. Hebrews 4.12. Louder. Louder. Please. Louder. So that only you can hear yourself. Louder. Louder. One, two, three. Go. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is sub any two. Wow. For the word of God is quick and powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing ascender of the soul and the spirit. And the dots. Okay. <laughs> For the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing ascender of the soul and the spirit. And as this, no, 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 not the center, and the joints and the marrow. Why are you confusing us? If you have not learned it, don't confuse us. Of the joints and the marrow, and then it says, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4. Go and memorize it properly because you are spoiling it for us. You are spoiling it for us. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Next week we will say it again. Would you be prepared for it next week? Yes. Wonderful. You are spo- it's long. Okay, we'll make it short. It's long. We'll make it short. There's no shortcut to the word of God. Amen. Wonderful. But that is the word of God. It's quick and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. Any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing ascender of the joints of the soul and the spirit. And of the joints and the marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Put your hands together for the word of God. Put your hands together for the word of God. You will learn it. Tell your neighbor you will learn it. Amen. Wonder. It's a must know scripture. Now we want to continue our message. Labor for the blessings of the Lord. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 13. 
Let's read from the New Living Translation, Malachi 3.13. It says, you have said terrible things about me. Do you know who is speaking? This is God. This is God speaking. He says, you have said terrible things about me. Have we said terrible things about God? Wow. He says, you have said terrible things about me, says the Lord. You see, have you ever heard anyone open his mouth to say terrible things about God? You have not. You have not. But God is saying, the people have said terrible things about me. He says, we have said terrible things about him. But you say, what do you mean? You see, we are even challenging him. He said, what do you mean? What have we said against you? What have we said against you? And the next verse, he says, you have said, what is the use of serving God? That is a terrible thing to the Lord. When anyone says, what is the use of serving God? It's a terrible thing to the Lord. You see, you may not open your mouth to say this, but in your heart, in your thoughts, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing ascender of the soul and of the spirit and of the joints and of the marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts. It discerns your thoughts and the intents of your heart. What is in your heart? It knows. God knows what is in your heart. So you see, sometimes when we have not received certain things, this is how we speak in our hearts. Even when we are praying certain prayers, they have prayed, ah, I've not received this. And then you are saying that, you say, what is the use of serving God? And God says, such thoughts, such thinking, such things that come in our heart, such feelings. When we feel that we have served God for a long time and we have not received anything and we feel like it is useless to serve God. He says, it is too stout to me. It is, it is too terrible. When my people speak like that. He says, what is the use of serving God? What have we gained by obeying his commands? Or by trying to show the Lord of heaven's army that we are sorry for our sins? That every day we come and we say, let us pray. Let us ask for forgiveness of our sins. We have asked for forgiveness of our sins all the time. What have we gained? What have we gained? Do you see? And look at the next verse. He says, from now on, we will call the arrogant blessed. This is what we are saying. He said, we will call the arrogant people blessed. Because we see arrogant people, they don't serve God. They speak anyhow about the church, about God, and they look to be prospering. And we see these things. We see these things, and then we call them blessed. For those who do evil, get rich. You know people who do evil who are rich. Don't you? You know people who do evil and they seem to have more money than you. Who who comes to church? Who serves God? Who pays his tithe? You know people like that. And so you speak like that. You say, for even those who do evil get rich. And those who dare God to punish them suffer no harm. They speak any harm against the church, against Christians, and they don't suffer any harm. Amen. You know certain students, your own classmates, who don't serve God, but they get A's. They don't go to church and they get A's. And then you get, you are running around with a C. A C plus. 
understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, this is, this is how we speak in our hearts. I believe that Elizabeth, Elizabeth may have spoken like that. You know Elizabeth, Zechariah's wife. Because the Bible describes them as upright people. People who were upright before God. And Elizabeth was aging. And, and getting old and old. And she had no child. And she looks around all these women who have been having abortions. When they were classmates, they've been having abortion. They've been doing all kinds of things. And five children are walking behind them. Six children, three children, boys, girls. They have, every time they're having baby dedication, they are dedicating children in their church, in their own church. And the husband is a priest, dedicating these children, praying for them. And so she will look at something like that. He said, look at all this. I know them. I know these people. Their husbands are drunkards, alcoholics, and they, look at them. They are doing well. They have, you see, she could have spoken like that, but she didn't know that God had a plan for the child that she was going to have. Wow. That the child that she was going to have was a forerunner, and God had to hold her pregnancy, close her womb, until such a time that Christ was to come, that a son will come out of Elizabeth. Do you understand? Yes. Hannah could have spoken like that. Same, same, same. Hannah looked at her life. You see, when you look at Hannah and you look at Pinana, you can see that Pinana was a mean woman. Yeah. Teasing Hannah with her children and things like that. And Hannah always going to the temple and crying on the Lord. And she could have felt like that. She could have felt like that. That I've served God, Lord, I serve you faithful. Look at this Pinana. With all her children. Do you understand? And sometimes we speak like that. The next verse. It says, those, it says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other. That is amongst us. The Christians. They spoke with each other. And the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence. A scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. Amen. There is a scroll that is written before the Lord concerning your presence here today. Amen. Concerning your rising up and preparing and saying, I'm going to the house of worship. It was written in front of the Lord on a scroll. Looking at that. He said there was a scroll written to record the names, the names, your names, your names. Angela, your name is written. Amen. Dorothy, your name is written. Amen. Amen. Cindy, your name is written. A scroll before the Lord. Just, you are tired and you came. You, you, you see, you had that effort, a desire to come. Long distance. I know you come from very far. Yes. A scroll. For that, a scroll is written. Before the Lord. Say a scroll of remembrance for your deeds is written for those who honor his name. And the next verse. He says, they will be my people. You will be God's people. You will be God's chosen people. He says, they will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's army. On the day when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure. Oh, you are God's own special treasure. God selected special treasure. 
He said, it's not just God's treasure, but special treasure. Amen. He said, there will be my own special treasure. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. The Lord will spare you. When people are being fired, the Lord will spare you. When people are losing their job, the Lord will spare you. When people go for the interview and they are rejected, the Lord will spare you. He says, I will spare them as a father spares her children. The obedient ones. Amen. And this verse. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who do not. Amen. Can we look at it in the King James Version? This last scripture. You see, after this kind of talking, you see, when these things are going on and you feel like I have asked and I have asked and I have not received, that I have asked and I have asked and I have not received, and then you see people are looking at you, you go to church, you come, you pay your tithe, you say you are struggling and you are doing this, and they're looking at you. The Bible says, then shall you return. You shall return. And you will discern, you will see, you will make a difference. You will see a clear difference between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. There will be a difference between you and those who do not serve God. God says he will make a clear difference between those who serve him and those who do not serve him. Oh, you will be blessed because you serve God. Hallelujah. There is such a difference. There is so much difference between him that serves God and him that does not. The difference is like the righteous and the wicked. A clear difference. Amen. A difference like a righteous and a wicked shall be between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. Hallelujah. You see, when babies are born, when babies are born and you go to the, the neonatal floor, for instance, you will see all kinds of babies wrapped and you look at them. You can't tell the difference. Who is a boy and who is a girl? You can't tell the difference. Just looking at them, they are wrapped and only their heads are showing. You can't tell who is a boy and who is a girl. But then you give it time. And then shall you return. And then you will come. And you will see the difference between the boy and the girl. That is how it's going to be with you. That they shall return and they shall see a difference between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who do not. Yes. It's as if we are all students. We all take the same class. We all are taught by the same professor. We all write, we take the same notes. We all listen to the same person. And we are all going to write the same exam. You will come and you will see a difference between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. There will be a difference. There will be a difference. Yes. We all work at the same place. We do the same job. We get the same salary. But there will be a difference. I said there will be a difference. There will be a difference between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. Yes. Your labor in the Lord is never in vain. It's never in vain. There will be a difference. There will be a difference. Oh, he says you will be my jewels. You will be my jewels. You will be my special treasure. And I will spare you like a father spares his own children. Yes. There will be a difference. 
you earn the same amount of money, but there will be a difference. We go for the same interview, being interviewed by the same people, but there will be a difference. Amen. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Yes, there will be a difference. You see, when you look at two men that are building, and the Bible says that this one is building on a rock, and this one is building on the sand. Do you see? The rock is the word of God, and the sand is the world. And you are building, and you are building. This one goes to the same place to buy the building materials. This one also goes to the same place to buy the building material. And then you see they are rising up. In fact, maybe the same contractors are working on both buildings. Same laborers. They work here, they work there. And they are building. And then you see them coming. But the Bible says, and when the storm arose, when the storm arose, then we will see the difference between those who serve God and those who do not. When the storm comes. I said, when the storm comes, he says, I will spare them. I will spare my own. As a father spares his own child. I will spare my own. The Lord will spare you. I said, the Lord will spare you. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will spare you. The Bible says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and movable. Don't be shaking. Don't be moved. Always abounding, always abounding, always abounding, always being around in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Your labor in the Lord is never in vain. Your serving God is never in vain. Exodus chapter 25. Exodus chapter, chapter 23, verse 25. We can continue reading in the New Living Translation. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 25. He says, you must serve only the Lord your God. You must serve only the Lord your God. You serve God. If you do, tell your neighbor, if you do. Say, if you do, magic will happen into your life. He says, if you do, he said, you must serve the Lord your God. You serve the Lord your God. Serve the Lord your God. Have it in your heart to serve the Lord your God. And the Bible says, if you do, I will bless you. I will bless you. The Lord will bless you. He said, you shall serve and I will bless. You will serve God and he will bless you. He says, I will bless you with food. And I will bless you with water. The Lord shall bless your food. The Lord shall bless your water. You will not lack food on your table. You will not lack water on your table. You see, it's not every food that is food. It's not every food that fills your belly that is food. There are certain type of food, it will fill your belly, but the next moment, it will take you to the hospital. You will feel full. As you are eating, you are enjoying, because, you see, if the food tastes bad, you will not eat it. If the food tastes spoiled, you will not eat it. The reason why you are eating it is because it tastes nice. And so we are eating, you are eating and I am eating. We have gone to the same place and we have bought the same food. During lunch, we all went to the same restaurant and we bought the same food. You bought this and I bought that and we are eating and we are enjoying it. At the end, yours is going to take you frequently to some place that you will not want to be. Why? He says, if you do, I will bless you with food and water. 
and I will protect you from illness. I will protect you from illness. Your food will not kill you. You will not die from food poisoning. You will not sit in the hospital for food poisoning. You will not lie on a hospital bed for food poisoning because the Lord will bless your food. The Lord will bless your food and he will take illnesses from amongst you. Amen. That means if you serve God, if you serve God and you believe and you trust, you can eat and your food and you say, you are not feeling well. Today, I'm not feeling well. And as I am eating this food, it is going to make me well. Amen. You can make that. It's your, it's your promise. It is your promise. It is your promise. This is God's promise to you. He says, you must serve only the Lord your God. And if you do, this is my promise. I will bless you with food and water. I will bless you with food and water. And I will protect you from illnesses. The Lord will protect you from illnesses. The Lord will protect you. They say, microwave, bring this cancer. Microwave, when you use microwave, it will give you this. You will use microwave to warm your food and there will be no cancer. There will be no cancer. Because the Lord will protect you from illnesses. The Lord will protect you from illnesses. Yes. Serve God. Serve God. Amen. Serve God. The next verse. It says, there will be no miscarriages. Ah. Or infertility in your land. In this land, there will be no miscarriages. There will be no infertility. We cancel miscarriages. We cancel infertility. None of you young women and young men will have infertility issues. None of you will have problems with childbirth. None of you will have miscarriages. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. That is the promise of God. I said that is the promise of God. There will be no miscarriages in this land. Infertility is cancelled. I say infertility is cancelled. Infertility is cancelled. All of you young men and young women, hold on to your belly. I say infertility is cancelled. Infertility is cancelled. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There will be no miscarriages in your land. And I will give you full long lives. Long lives is your portion. You will not die before your time. I said you will not die before your time. You will not die in an accident. You will not die in an accident. Hey, premature death is cancelled. You will not die before your time. In the name of Jesus, goodness and mercy is following you. The angels of God are following you. You will not die before your time. In the name of Jesus. It is the promise of God. It is the word of God. If only you will serve the Lord your God. You are escaping accidents. Like a bird. That is escaping from the snare of a fowler. An angel of God will take you out of an accident. You are escaping accidents. In the name of Jesus. Yes. That is why when you are driving on a highway. And you miss your exit. Don't cry. Yes, your next exit is about 15 minutes away. Give glory to the Lord. You have escaped an accident. The Lord has caused you to escape an accident. The same place that you drive all the time. You know the place very well. For some reason, you don't know why. But you pass your exit. The Lord has delivered you. I say you have escaped. In the name of Jesus. You will live a full long years. Amen. Full of days. Riches and honor. 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, this is the key verse. This is the key verse. Verse 25 and 26. This is the key verse for the study that they put in the Reader's Digest. In our Tuesday service, we are studying about quiet time, and we read an article in Reader's Digest where they, they found out, they did a large study, and they found out that people who serve God die at a very slow rate compared to people who do not serve God. This is not the Christian literature. This is in the Reader's Digest. And they found out that when they have looked at hospitals, they have looked at people and death records, they've realized that people who serve God don't seem to die at the same rate as people who do not serve God. And they didn't understand why. They didn't understand. They realized that people who, do, who serve God, when they have an illness, you have the same illness, and this one also has the same illness. You serve God, this one does not serve God. You will die from that illness, and this one will not die from it. And they were wondering. You will not die from sicknesses. You will not die from sicknesses. The sickness that kills people will not kill you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And so you see, they were wondering, how is this possible? And so then, they, maybe they may have thought that, oh, the people who serve God, maybe they randomized them and they didn't have such complicated diseases. They were not as sick as those who do not serve God. So they decided to do a control study, animal control study. Now, animal control study is a very precise scientific study that they can be precise. So what they did is they took a group of mice, mice, and they placed them one group and mice from another group, mice from the same mothers and fathers. Okay, they're from the same place, not, not American mice or Florida mice and New York City mice. Mice from the same place. They took bronze mice and bronze mice and they placed them in different places and they took the same bacteria amount inoculum in a syringe and they injected these mice and they took the same bacteria and they injected these mice and then they left them to be sick and they decided they set group of people to pray for this group of mice and another group to pray for this group of mice. And the mice which received prayers, they were alive. And the mice which did not receive prayers were dying. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. You see, put the Lord to a challenge. He said, try me and prove me here with. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. There is power in prayer. You don't serve God for nothing. You don't serve God for nothing. That is why the scripture says, is any amongst you sick? Let them call the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil for the prayer of faith. It saves the sick. Prayer of faith. It saves the sick. Amen. Some of you, when you are sick, the first place you run to is the hospital. You don't even pray. Pray. Call your pastor. Let him pray for you. Prayer of faith. It saved the sick. Prayer of faith. They realized that people who were sick, they, this one was prayed for, this one was not prayed for, this one received less antibiotics compared to this one. They didn't know why, but I'm showing you the reason. 
says, I will take sicknesses from amongst you. I will take sicknesses from amongst you. Hallelujah. You must serve the Lord your God. You must serve the Lord your God. If you do, I will bless you with food and water. And I will protect you from illnesses. There will be no miscarriages or infertility in your land. And I will give you long, full lives. The next verse, verse 27. Verse 27. He says, I will send my terror ahead of you and create panic among all the people whose lands you invade. You see, this is your faith. When you are going for evangelism, the Lord sends panic um, for the people who will disturb you for evangelism. The Lord will give you charge to take over the land. Have faith. Have faith. He says, I will make all your enemies turn and run. Your enemies will turn and run away from you because you serve God. People who do not like you, they will turn and run away from you. When you go to work, the colleagues who do not like you, they will turn and run away from you because you serve God. Professors who do not like you, they will say, change class, change your class. I don't want you in this class. They feel pressure. I, I don't know why, but you should not be in my class. Don't argue. Say, why? Why? Just say, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. He will cause your enemies to turn away and run from you. Amen. That is why the scripture says, it says, it says that, it says that a, a thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand on your right eye, but it shall not come near thee. Only with your eyes. You will look at them. Only with your eyes. Only with your eyes. You will look at them like this. Your eyes. That is the promise of God for you. Amen. Amen. The next verse. It says, I will send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, Canaanites, and the Hittites. And the next verse, but I will not drive them out in a single year. You see, the Lord will drive out your enemies. But he says, I will not drive them out in a single year because the land will become desolate and the wild animals will multiply and threaten you. This you have to understand. That the fact that you are a Christian does not mean that the Lord should remove all your problems in a single year. This is the word of God. He says, I will not drive all your difficulties, all your... You see, because some of you, you know, some of you young ladies, if you were married today, I will not see you in church. When the weather is cold, you said, I'm warming my husband at home. I'm warming my husband. So the Lord wants you to understand, be in church and listen to such messages first. And understand, the reason why you are so single, that the Lord wants you to be here to hear this first. And when he has prepared you, when the animals, when the difficulties will not drive you away from him, he will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing such that you will not have room enough in your life to contain that blessing. That's the promise of God. That is the promise of God. I said, that is the promise of God. He says, I will not drive them out in a single year. Because the land will become desolate. And the wild animals, you see, there are certain blessings when they come, they become wild animals in your life. Certain promotions when they come in your life, the pastor doesn't even see you anymore. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So the Lord says, I will do them little by little. I will remove them little by little. So the things that you have not received, don't think the Lord's eyes are not on them. It says that even the hair that is on your head, the hair, how many of you know amount of hair that is on your head? Do you know how many follicles are on your head? Even the one that you have twisted, do you know how many of them? 
The one that you have put some together and you have twisted. You don't even know how many are on your head. But the Bible says God has numbered the hair that is on your head. He knows everything that is about you. He knows the hair. Some of you don't have hair. But the little, little, tiny ones that are coming out, God has numbered them. Whatever is left there, he knows. Whatever is left there, he knows. Amen. Whatever is left there. So sometimes leave some for the Lord to count. Leave some for the Lord to count. Amen. But he says that he has numbered the hair that is on your head. And there's nothing that shall happen to you without him knowing. There's nothing that will happen to you without God knowing. He knows that you have not received this. He knows that you have need of this. He says, your heavenly father knows. He says, you seek me. You look for me. Just search me. Serve me. Serve me. That is your priority. Serve me. Seek me first. My kingdom and his righteousness. Seek me. And leave all the other things. He says, these things do the Gentiles, the unbelievers, seek after. They are looking for husbands. They are looking for children. They are looking for promotion. They are looking to drive nice cars. They are looking for houses. They are looking for good shoes. They are looking for nice clothes. They are looking to have money to do their hair. The unbelievers work hard for these things. The unbelievers seek after these things. But he says, you do not chase after these things. For you seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness and all these other things. All these other things. The father knows. He says, all these other things, they shall be added unto you. And then he says, for your heavenly father knows. You see, that is what I'm trying to share. He says, for your heavenly father knows that you have need of such things. He knows that you have need of such things. Your heavenly father knows that you have need for a husband. He knows that you have need for children. He knows that you have need for clothes. He knows that you have need for a nice car. Your heavenly father knows that you too, when you drive a Mercedes, it is nice. He knows. But he says, these are the things that unbelievers focus on. But you labor not to be rich. The blessings of God. You make it rich and add it also. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Put your hands together and stand to your feet. Father, we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. We are thankful. We give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. Glory and honor unto your name, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We have said in our hearts, what use is it to serve God? We have said in our hearts, there is no gain in serving God. What use is it to listen to God, to obey his word? We have said in our hearts, and the Lord has heard them. And the Lord heard them. And he says, these things are stout to me. These things are terrible to me. For he says, they are my treasure. They are my own special treasure. They are my jewels. And I will spare them as a father spares his own children. By the time will come, when he will lift up his judgment, then shall he return, and you shall see you will discern the difference there will be a difference there will be a difference between those who serve God and those who do not serve him oh your service to the Lord is not in vain your service to the Lord is not in vain he said you shall serve and I will bless you shall serve and I will bless 
Yes. Yes. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Oh glory and honor to you, Lord. Lord, we know we don't serve you in vain. We are not serving you in vain. We will not serve you in vain. Oh Jesus. Oh, what an honorable God. What a faithful God. You say you are not a man that you should lie. Your promises, they are sure and they are amen. They are yea and they are amen. Your promises, they shall come to pass in our life. We stand upon them, Lord. We stand upon your word. Our victory is in your name. Our victory is of God. Our victory is of the most high God. In the name of Jesus. strength. Yes. We do not hope in our wisdom. Amen. We do not hope in our own ability. Yes. But our hope is in the Lord. Amen. We will serve you and we will bless. Amen. We give you glory Amen. and we give you honor in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here this afternoon with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon, you are not born again, you have not given your life to Christ. And you are saying Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. You say, I want to serve God faithfully. I want to follow Jesus. I want Jesus as my Savior. If that is your prayer, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I will say a simple prayer with you. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life? Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Wonderful. It is good. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.